0: Hello there, everyone. It's me, Hunt, back with another fantastic episode of Tabletop. Oh, recap. Oh, you got our co-host today, Big Boy Chungus. Hello, welcome to be, Glad to be back. Welcome to Glad to be back. Truly a wordsmith, but then again, I burped in the middle of the title and I didn't cut it. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> and today. We played another fantastic session of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and I gotta say, probably one of my favorite D&D sessions of all time that I've played. I'm dead serious. It was fun.
1: <laughs> Roleplay was on point, and it had a lot of stuff go on, including a very horrible, terrible bad day.
0: Yeah, I I want to call it, I kind of want to call this episode Mara's Bad Day, but I don't want to like make my character the titular character every time you know i feel like that's a jerk move yeah so i think i'm gonna call it the pun session because there were it was all puns susan and i (laughs) were just like speaking in a weird pun based language uh it was like that star trek the next generation episode with the aliens that talk in metaphor but instead of metaphors it was puns it was great it was great uh and before we start I just got to say, I had some naughty dice, which is why Mara had a bad day. But luckily, we got we got something for them naughty dice these days. Our official tabletop recap dice jails. I'm like holding one up like I'm on QVC and just remembering this is an audio podcast. <laughs> but they're like handmade iron jail cells that you can like toss your dice in when they're being bad little boy toys. Anyways, uh, you can also uh, use them on the table as gel cells to take up a 3x3 three three square space on your average game map. Uh, once again, I'm physically demonstrating, even though we aren't recording video.
1: We get the picture with three 3x3. Three.
0: I feel like I want to make a live-action trailer, but I did I did make it like an ad that I just posted as a bonus episode. But I feel like a lot of people were like, wait, this episode's an ad, and they bounced, so now I'm doing it again. But we have these for sale on eBay. You can check out our eBay page in the link tree, but it can be kind of hard, I feel like, to get to eBay from the description on the podcast because a lot of the uh, places we stream this don't even let you really access the description or click on the description. So what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to pin the... uh, (laughs) I'm going to pin a link to our Dice Jails on... uh, twitter at b3 productions at b the number three productions and so if you go to our twitter uh you can just go to the pinned post i think we have nine left it was we limited it to a dozen and there are nine left so if you want one of these handmade real metal jail cells definitely check that out uh at b3 productions on twitter so let's get into it you uh we DMing, and I played Mara, daughter of Steffburr, the half-human lizard folk uh, who can't get a date. <laughs> and uh, we also had two other players with us today. We had the Suze. We had Susan, who uh, is absolutely, of course, the newest player.
1: <laughs> yes, her character is uh, Vane Gallandale, a elven no- Waterdeep noble uh, bard. And uh, she was very, very productive in this session, both in terms of combat and roleplay and just getting stuff done. And then you have T32RY, also known as Terry, played by G, the Warforged Barbarian, on the trail of locating his missing creator.
0: Yeah, you've given him a lot of opportunities to do that. He hasn't taken them, but...
1: (laughs) Well, I, I, part of me is leaving it up to just him playing the oblivious robot. But.
0: I love how he plays Terry. I love it so much. Uh, he's so fun. I think he's my favorite out of all the player characters. No offense to anyone else. It's just Terry's so, u- he's so unique. <clears throat> I just haven't seen a barbarian character like him ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen a barbarian played that way. So it's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's almost uh, mechanical you know usually when you think <laughs> of a barbarian you... I told you this was the fun session yeah um you know most of the time with barbarians you know they're very emotional you know they they hang everything out to uh, for the world to see and if they are upset they will let you know and they will just solve their problems with brute force but with Terry he's a little bit more soft-spoken and methodical and he kind of shows it in his role play
0: and I'm really liking Vane, too, because she went from, like, carefree, drunken, spoiled noble to businesswoman. Like, real fast. Real fast. <laughs> so fast. Uh, I, I, I love it. Because uh, she is always, always trying to uh, promote our our little tavern tavern I keep wanting to call it a pub <laughs>
1: it basically is a pub there's no rooms to rent because you guys are living in all the yeah we live in the, the spaces um but I have it's... the master
0: bedroom because I am the master yeah. Still that joke from another podcast <laughs> yeah. but yeah I'm gonna let I'm gonna pass it on to you to give us a story all right. I'm not really going to talk about Mera that much because I want to so, talk about my own character. <clears throat>
1: I'll just summarize the recap very briefly. The party came into their inheritance, uh, not inheritance, their reward from Volo in the form of a tavern. All right. They decided to convert the building again, or yeah, convert the renovated building into a tavern. Um, named it Spirits Squared in honor of the poltergeist, who we now know's name is Lif L I F. And, uh, I'm still
0: gonna call him Polterguy. I mean I don't think Mary's ever gonna call him well I mean he doesn't care he's dead
1: yeah he doesn't care um he liked it yeah. the the party got to meet some of the guild representatives and I did a lot become, of paperwork yeah. did a lot of accounting <laughs> riveting gameplay <laughs> uh, spoke to uh, some guild faction leaders or not guilds just faction leaders and members and became members of the gray hands. The Harpers, and uh, as we'll see in just a little bit, the Lord's Alliance. Um, uh, and that's pretty much where we left off, just continuing to build up the portal. And just talking to the different guilds and factions, trying to see who wants to... Build up the portal? What, what is... The, sorry, I thought Yawning Portal, that's a tavern. Oh, there oh a tavern. I
0: thought you were talking about, like, opening the Stargate or something. I was like, what? No.
1: <laughs> so, my my train of thought is all over the place today. I was wanting to say tavern, but I was thinking Yawning Portal. Summarize, two portal, and I just came out. I mean, we played for hours, and we
0: just ate,
1: so... <laughs> but uh just building the tavern and talking with factions and guild members, that's pretty much where we left off from the previous section. There was some other shenanigans, but for the sake of time we'll just keep it moving forward. So yeah,
0: we did have the opera and then we had to get like info from a talking uh horse, a uh, Mr. Ed of sorts. Uh and we and we did, and we woke up that morning and we kinda all just went our separate ways to run our own little errands.
1: Which I think is great that, you know, Water Waterdeep is a huge city, but It's safe enough that you guys can kind of go around and do your own stuff without worry of any kind of major incident or splitting the party, per se. Yeah,
0: people always say never split the party. I feel like our party is usually split.
1: (laughs) Well, it's not split in the sense that, oh, we're in a dungeon. Let's just split up and search individually to cover more ground. You guys aren't in any real danger. Like, if you guys... Weren't a party, you'd just be going about doing your everyday lives. And I feel like after we finish Waterdeep, because this is meant to be more of an intro campaign. It's
0: fun. I can see why this one's really popular.
1: Once we actually leave Waterdeep and we start a different campaign, then you guys will want to definitely stay together. Yeah, then I'm going to punch dragons and giants and stuff. That'll be interesting.
0: Instead of just punching, like, worms, guys in capes, (laughs) tiny floating eyeballs. But... um,
1: (laughs) So this session starts off. Everyone kind of goes their separate ways. Mira wants to go talk to Mert about the information that they got from the talking horse, and then for the rest of the day decides to uh, just go do her job as a mail courier. Uh, she does. Yeah, get... I
0: gave him the info, and he was like, "Thanks. Here's seventy-five dollars Bye." And I was like, "Okay, that's that's it. That's good. Fine. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go to work." <laughs>
1: Yeah, Mertz is, uh, he definitely is a big patron of Waterdeep in general, but he's very uh, straight to business. Yeah. yeah, he's a patron of the arts and a patron of the
0: charts. Fill him with queso cheese and then you'll be asking, can I leave the room,
1: please? <laughs> he is rather portly, if you look at his miniature and that, uh, that, character that art. That
0: was art. I just, that little poem I just did, that was... Art, and I feel like I didn't get enough credits for it, so I'm going to let you praise me, and then we're going to move on.
1: Good job. Thank you for that. Thank
0: you. I needed that. I can uh, I can go to sleep without crying first tonight.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the rest of the party decided to, um, well, let's see. Vane decided to promote the pub some more, or the tavern, uh, by playing her cello in a public square. Oh, she had like a whole song written that she did
0: on her own time. It was great.
1: Yes, and I gave her uh, double gold because she actually uh, prepared a song. Uh, uh, you should you should have given her a fake point. Well, she, she, already, she already has she already a fate had point. one.
0: Yeah, let's not have more. Let's not have those stack up.
1: Yeah, I forgot uh, she had a fake point,
0: but yeah, it was great because I'm gonna try to get. I'll try to get the lyrics from her and post them on Patreon. We do have a Patreon. I'll try to get the lyrics from her and post it on there because. It's just, like, she's singing about it, and then she gets to the part about my, quote, lizard hips, unquote, and I was like, as soon as everyone heard lizard hips, they turned right around and they left. (laughs) That didn't actually happen in the game, but uh, they were all like, lizard hips? (laughs) I'm kind of a hottie, though. I'm a bit of a hottie. Your character is, at least. Yeah, I'm a bit... Wait.
1: (laughs) Wait a sec. That was an insult, right? (laughs) (laughs) I had to think Uh, about it. But so, uh, yeah, she decided to play her cello. And then Terry uh, went and did some shopping of his own. He went back to the Steam and Steel and he made me pull out the item sales table of the player's handbook. Because he was asking for little tiny objects to purchase that I had never looked at before. He wanted to buy mainly a bell... Because he was trying to communicate with Lyft that morning, and he was having some difficulty because he's a a mute spirit. So he can only really communicate in moving objects and occasionally drawing some words into some dusty or wet surfaces. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to buy him a bell, one that could be heard over a decent-sized crowd, which was about a single gold piece. And then he wanted to buy a chalkboard and some chalk sticks so that way Liv could communicate directly without having any kind of lack of communication, essentially. Which was a really smart idea because, you know, he's already shown that he can draw into stuff. And it's very easy to possess items, so why not just possess a piece of chalk and do it on a chalkboard? At least it keeps him from carving it into the wood.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember he did that. We had to fix it. We were like, ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, that was actually fun, though, because he picked up the chalkboard... And I'm sitting here, like, silent, just staring at you, like, he's not going to get chalk. He's not going to get chalk. And he didn't. He left without getting chalk. Uh, and then he went somewhere else, and he was getting nails. And, like, right before he finished the transaction, you could just hear G shout, I didn't get chalk! And I was like, oh, good. Oh, good, he remembered. It
1: finally clicked. <laughs> And And so he uh, did, he was like, I know you, I know you're a blacksmith or whatever, but DM chalk, please? He he went to the Bent Nail with uh, Tally to get, uh, he asked him if he had any chalk, and he doesn't have, like, an industrial amount of chalk, because he doesn't sell it normally, but he has some, because he uses it to, like, measure cutting wood and stuff without damaging it. He said, yeah, I have some spare sticks, I'll give you, like, a handful for five copper pieces or something. I think it was, like, I think it was, like, just
0: two copper. Yeah,
1: it was super cheap. Um,
0: If it... I'm not going to lie, if I was DM, I would have been like, one gold, because you're clearly desperate. <laughs> you could talk him down.
1: <laughs> well, I'm trying to start... be a little... Well, see, I, I would have done that in the Baldur's Gate campaign. Like, actually, some characters did get ripped off. But, yeah, but, but we this do, is this I is remember that, yeah. This is water deep. People are tend to be more honest and more friendly up front, because that's expected. People know that f- friendliness received is friendliness gained later down the road. Which is how you know it's a fantasy game. <laughs> I have hope for humanity. Run. But, um, so everyone goes about their daily business, shopping and working and whatnot. And um, uh, the following day, they have a little bit of a hiring issue. They realize that, oh, our tavern's going to be open in a few days and we don't have any staff to run it. And Mara um, M- was like, it'll be
0: fine. My dad's here. There's Polterguy. And then everyone else was like. One guy and a ghost that you can barely talk to? No, we need more people. Mare was like, it's fine. I barely care about the pub part.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny that everyone mentioned that because uh, four halfling teenagers came a-knocking. And uh, I was wondering if any of you guys caught on, but you'd actually met one of the halflings before. When? Uh, The night you guys crawled out of the uh, escape tunnel from the Xanathar's Guild, uh, one of the halflings actually lived there. I was wondering if you would catch on to the last names. Oh, he was like one of the kids? Yeah, one of the teenagers. Dude, that was months ago. I don't remember that.
0: (laughs) I didn't even remember that's how we got out of the sewers.
1: It's okay. It was really, it's one of those like, oh, hey, I might have remembered that if I wrote it down word for word situation.
0: That, that's that deep lore stuff that like the hardcore fans love and then they get mad at you for not knowing it. That's like,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. But, um, they, these four teenagers approached you and they were very innocent about it. They said, we heard that there was a new shop opening up and we just wanted to, to ask around and try and get a position to help support our families
0: we were like, all right, sure, yeah, teens working in food service. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> and uh, the thing, uh, G's character actually caught on. Uh, let's let's do that part later. Okay. okay. Let's do that part later. <laughs> okay. So the halflings, they're hired, they get to work, and the party was a little bit worried about payment. I'm like, you don't have to worry about that. Their pay is taken out of your weekly 60-gold-piece deduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their payments already taken out at the end of each week. But and there was
0: um, one point where you were like, everyone roll a perception check, and we all failed. And you were like, okay, everything's fine. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, uh. and then uh, and then later that made sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, were very unperceptive. Um, and then after you hired the the halflings, there was a. And a couple other guild members who showed up, you guys talked to the butcher who was delivering your meats and cutlets. Jerk. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how because you didn't interact with him enough, but uh, yeah, he was a bit of a jerk to you guys. Why would I interact with him? He was a jerk. <laughs> uh, basically, I'll just say that you guys you paid him yeah. when you didn't have to, and yeah. if you didn't pay him, he would have had more stuff to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, then um, you get a, a mail courier arrives, part of your guild, Mara, yep. shows up with a very fine letter, and it is an invitation from uh, Jallister Silvermane, who is also your uh, acquaintance, my, in the my, friendly face acquaintance. I dude,
0: I barely know, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, no one really knows their friendly faces acquaintance, those are more or less just, if you've got no one else to turn to, you can go to these NPCs and they won't deny you basic information. NPCs nuts. And uh, he basically... Wow, okay. You've been doing this all day, okay? It gets old after a while. My jokes never get old because I'm funny and everybody loves me. Anyways. Jouster Silvermane invites all of you to have a sit-down where he extends an invitation to join the Lord's Alliance uh, faction. Now, the Lord's Alliance is a bit different than the Harpers or the gray hands that you guys have already done jobs for they're a bit more militant and disciplined um whereas the gray hands are kind of the you know we deal with the stuff that don't affect normal people and the harpers are very much we operate in the shadows lord's alliance is by the book uh in broad daylight you know we help the citizens as best we can and protect Waterdeep. And so when he offers you this invitation, he says, we're very pleased to hear about all you've done with the city so far. We think you'd be a good fit for the job, but we know that you've probably at this point gotten other offers and you're awful busy. And with this organization, you have to have a certain level of priority to do our jobs in order to stay employed. They basically said that when you get a mission, you have to do it when we tell you to. Uh, It might be the same day. It might be a week from now, uh, but... If you don't complete the missions in a timely manner or get the stuff done when it needs to be, you will be removed from the guild. And he made it very clear that he wasn't pressuring you. He understood that if you said no, it was okay. But he wanted to formally extend an invitation if that is something you would be interested in.
0: We probably are going to say no, though. Yeah. I think uh, all of us want to say no. The
1: agreement that he made was, you guys uh, made sense to him. He, um, He gave you your first mission that you could expect in... The Lord's Alliance faction. Yeah. And now not all the factions take as long as this one, but this is something that you might have to it put up with It didn't feel like
0: later. it took long, though. Um,
1: yeah, it was faster I, than I thought. I appreciate that, because I was trying my best to make it not drag on for too long. Yeah, I thought it went
0: well. I think for all of us, it's just like, we're already in so many groups, and we have, <laughs> a, a, you know, a pub. So it's like, we got so
1: much going on, man. Um, And so... Your your mission. He he was gonna. He gave you the mission, and he just said that at the end of the mission, if you decide that this isn't for you, you can say no, and we'll part ways. No hard feelings. Or if this is something you want to do, we'll go through the ceremony, drum up the paperwork, and Bob's your uncle. You're in.
0: I hate ceremonies so much um, in real life. <laughs> I really do.
1: Uh, so you guys uh, were tasked with guarding and watching over this group of. Dung Sweeper Guild members, which when I say Dung Sweeper, I basically mean they're the trash men and the street cleaners of Waterdeep.
0: Ding, 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 ding. That's the first square of our DD Without Context meme for the session. <laughs> yep, remember on Twitter and on Patreon, we always post a DD Without Context meme. The pa- the the the, the for, who we for the session. Uh, the one on Patreon, you know, you can actually click and scroll down and see the spoilers, but the one on Twitter, you can't see the spoilers. Uh, But, yeah, so that was the first square. It was Jeff Goldblum's character from Jurassic Park. uh, That's a lot of crap. Yeah, and the Triceratops dung. Uh, That's it. That's the first square, everybody. We did it.
1: (laughs) And just to give some context to the mission, uh, his reasoning for assigning the party to guarding the Dung Sweepers was, uh, if you don't remember from the first session, gang violence and gang activity is becoming a major issue in Waterdeep. And some of the guilds don't feel safe, so they've asked some of the factions, including the Lord's Alliance, to offer uh, physical protection. And so your party was tasked with, for a 10-day, a single week, um, to watch over this group and protect them from any kind of gang activity or violence, which you did to the best of your ability. Um, Yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) You even, uh, Mira, even managed to snag a date by talking to some of the Dung Sweepers. There were ten yeah. total. Yeah, I was flirting with the first
0: one. Uh, and he was like, no, I'm married. And then I just like went down the line. like I was like, is there a Mrs. Dung Sweeper? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. And then I went to the next one and I was like, is there a Mrs. Dung Sweeper? Like the same line on all of them. And eventually... Like we, I went down the line. There were two single ones. One was like, not interested. <laughs> he was like, "You're a lizard." <laughs> and then another guy was like, "I'd do it with a lizard." <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, "Yeah, I'll take you on a date. How about I pick you up at so and so time, and we'll go to this new tavern that's opening, spiritual Troll
1: Skull Alley."
0: Yeah, Troll Skull Alley is called Spirit Squared, and I was like, "You won't
1: have to pick me up." <laughs> Uh, trust me, I'll be there. (laughs) And he, that that did come across as a surprise as he saw you opening night. Yeah, and he was like,
0: oh, so you own the place, that's cool. Yeah, because after, because we had a few uneventful uh, days where we pretty much just got up and then watched the street cleaners and nothing really happened for... Most of those days, but on this day, there was one little occurrence after I got my date, but it wasn't
1: yeah, there I, that I, I think, big of a deal. I think there were about two or three little occurrences, one big one in particular, but we'll go through these in order. So the first one that occurred, um so your date was one. you met uh, your date's name by the name, by the way, was chip. Uh, no last name.
0: yeah, I got I got um, the name written down right here.
1: The the next event that happened, uh, I thought you guys were going to get into some really big trouble with the um, uh, with the clip. private detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you guys are are watching the dung sweepers. You're about two thirds the way through your or uh, no, halfway through your your mission, and you notice in one of the alleyways that the dung sweepers are you know they're they're cleaning the street, but one of the we're side kind outlets, of rounding
0: the corner. Yeah, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. You guys see some shady figures. One of them fairly tall wearing a trench coat and hat, handing uh, what looks like a suspicious-looking parcel or package to a figure wearing a hooded cloak. And um, Terry just says, Halt, criminals! No, 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 that's me, I think. Oh, yeah, you and... I was like, hey, spooky boys, you stay right
0: there! Because <laughs> you always call them spooky boys.
1: And the the hooded figure bolts, but the one in the trench coat turns around, puts his hands up, and is like, okay, I surrender. He's like He gets on his knees, he's like... Yep, I, I know I was doing nothing wrong. They, they are out of
0: bounds with what's happening right here. Oh, yeah. Totally. We,
1: we were totally in the wrong, 100%. I wanted to see what, it would happen, what the party would do in a situation where it looks suspicious, but absolutely nothing wrong is happening. It
0: honestly went incredibly well.
1: Yeah, for what was about to happen, I think it did go incredibly well. So the, the first thing that happened is everyone left the dung sweepers. And they were like, "Hey, who's supposed to be watching us while we're on on uh, on duty?" And mayor was like, "That's a good point," and she doubled back. And she's normally not the one to
0: double back, but she also wants a good adventurer's rep uh, rep, because she wants that's that's her end goal is to be a big old adventurer, traveling the world. Because that's what her dad did. Yep. And then Terry goes after the runner, and uh, Vane handles the trench coat. I keep, calm, cut. I, keep want, I hate that we have a Vane and a Vorn because I keep wanting the. Swap them.
1: Well, if you think that's bad, you're going to hate the Vox Machina because they got a character duo in there called Vex and Vax.
0: Man, yeah, I just won't watch it then.
1: <laughs> just for that reason. <laughs> nah. I'm done. <laughs> they actually do make a point in the show. It's like, how do you tell these two apart? Uh, anyways. Um, by just not watching the show. Easy. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vane talks to the trench cloak gentleman. and uh, Nice Humphrey Bogart uh,
0: impression, by the way. Yeah. and uh, Thanks, sweetheart.
1: His name is, uh, she him say, who are you? And he says, I'm a private detective. I was hired to do a job when I was just speaking with my former client. Here's my papers. Here's my ID. Can I leave?
0: <laughs> what was his name? Yeah. Trench? Vincent Trench. That's such a good private detective
1: name. I love it. <laughs> little on the nose, but I like it. It's good. And uh, Vane was like, oh, okay, I appreciate this. I'm sorry for bothering you. I'm going to go back to my job now. No he- insight check by the way. (laughs) Yeah, no insight check whatsoever. I mean, I I,
0: I get the feeling it wasn't needed, but it didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There may have been something to be gleaned from an insight check, but we'll never know now unless you talk to him again. (laughs) There wasn't a part until,
0: like, later, much further down the session, I rolled the insight check and everyone was like, oh, yeah, those exist. (laughs) That's something that our party, me included, we always forget that there's insight. I forget that all the time as well. All the time. Um... And another thing, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: Well, and so, speaking of Terry, we go back, and he's chasing down the cloaked figure, and he went, this wasn't supposed to end in a chase. It was just supposed to be something that kind of happened to the side, you get to meet some new NPCs. Um, but he rolled a nat 20 in his little chase scenario. <laughs> he was going fast. Yeah. He rolled two nat 20s in a row. Like he, <laughs> rolled, <laughs> he rolled a nat 20 on his initiative. And then he rolled a nat 20 on like an intimidation check to get the person to stop. And... and then later he rolled another one and then another one. And we were like, change the die. <laughs>
0: I was like, change yeah, the die. After the first two, he was like, I, if you don't believe me, I can roll again and I'll change the die. And you were like, no, it's fine. And then it happened again. And you were like, change the die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I forgave him that second time is because immediately afterward he rolled a crit fail, and I said, That's "Okay, it's did, not yeah. super loaded, but three to one is not good odds in the eyes of the DM." I digress, though. Uh, he gets the person to stop, and it's just a scared woman. Uh, no one rolled inside her investigation. Remember, her legs were shaking. Yeah, she. she was were very, her palms heavy? By the way, we're not getting into this Eminem meme. It's either this or that. Fresh Prince meme. It's every time with you. Oh, <laughs> um, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> okay, fine. You're about to explode. I'm sorry. I couldn't hold. I really tried, man. <laughs> but uh, he, he scared this woman. Uh, he assumed she was a noble. No, uh, no, no. She told him that she was yeah. a noble woman. She was
0: like, "I just got personal business. I don't, I don't want anyone to find out. My reputation's kind of everything." Please don't tell. And Terry was like, "Okay," leaves no insight check. He's just like, "You're a good lady." Bounces. I love Terry so much. I adore Terry. So basically, if they- if, if, if Terry was a biological life form, Mara would smash.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. And I know G's listening to this. You hear me, G? <laughs> oh. Mara adores Terry. He is her best pal.
1: Uh, so and Vane is her
0: gal pal. And Vorn is her spooky boy. Everyone's your boy. I gotcha. Mara just loves people. Well, maybe not anymore.
1: <laughs> we'll get to that. Mara's bad day. <laughs> that's that's what this is all culminating into. <laughs> this is where it all goes downhill for Mara. This is where Mara literally and figurative, figuratively has an alignment change. Oh my god. Her day was so bad she almost became neutral. I'm
0: She'll go back to her joyful self at some point. As long as
1: next session works out. But let's continue. So the the party, after a certain point with their duties, the, the tavern is ready to be opened. There's like a line of people out the front entrance waiting to enter for the, the ribbon to be cut. Um, your, your dad, Mira... Is there waiting for you? He's all excited and proud of you.
0: Yeah, we clean up first because we smell like dung. we smell like manure.
1: Yeah, they don't call it the dung sweepers guild for nothing.
0: Yeah, and our and Volo and our noble friend, uh, Rainar, never ember. I could remember the never ember. I couldn't remember the Rainar. Uh, that's Mara's real crush. Uh, <laughs> is never ember. Yeah, he
1: was. Um, he's the one little. Glint of hope in your despair or despair and desperation right now. If my worst nightmare turns out to be true next session,
0: and I can't fix it, if he says it's okay, it'll be okay. <laughs> I'm going to rock his world later. Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we clean up, and then we come out, and we're like, oh, sorry I made you wait, and we let Pops cut the ribbon.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh... And I told him that every all the major NPCs that you guys were on good terms with and had spoken to the last week were there.
0: I noticed Vane's parents weren't there to check on their investment. <laughs> I was like,
1: wow. Alright, well I'm gonna be totally honest. The list of NPCs that you guys have talked to in the three sessions here alone it's is long. long. And I didn't have the immediate list in front of me. So yeah, because when
0: s- you were naming them, you were like, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, there's so many.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I just cut it down to all the NPCs that you know and have talked to and on good terms with are here. So had she said, are my parents here? I would have said yes, but she didn't. So I said, I didn't say anything. I almost
0: asked, but then I embarrassed myself because <laughs> it was hopping. We were doing such, we were doing such good business. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I rolled a performance check because I was going to do a little dance while Vane was doing a little thing and Vane rolled like an 18 on her performance yeah, check yeah she music. was she was
1: rocking the joint with her cello she was just doing a great job yeah she was she was doing Seven Nation Army on that thing and I rolled a, a 5 6 5 or 6 with modifiers it was
0: yeah it was I think it was a 6 with modifiers uh Because my performance is not high. I did bad. I embarrassed myself in front of my date. Uh, I did this. You described it as a chicken mating dance. Yeah,
1: I said if a chicken was sentient, it would be a poultry mating dance is what you just displayed. I was
0: basically doing the chicken dance, but slutty.
1: (laughs) Basically. And also in very poor
0: form. Yeah, you were bumping into people. Before I started, I said watch the tail, okay? I Because I knew the tail. It's not prehensile. It's,
1: it's, it's, I don't control it. I control the bass. The rest of it's on its own. And you were bumping into people and just making a scene, and it was, it was ugly. I'm here
0: every night, folks.
1: I'm sure some people drank more that evening after seeing that dance. So, at least that helped you guys in some regard. Yeah, we made a decent amount of money. He agreed
0: to a second date. Uh, did we... We didn't cash out for our second opening night, right?
1: Mm, no. How I, often I, did we cash out? So once every week. I let That's you, what I thought. I let you guys cash out the first day because you had already spent a week renovating it. And your first opening night, because Vane was... She was investing in advertising and she was working the streets, putting out the word about your company. So I went ahead and just let the end of that week count as your weekly income. Maybe rethink... Working the streets next time you're describing it. You know it. what I meant. <laughs> I'm just she saying. Was, she was on the street corners playing her cello. Handed out a lot of flyers. Yeah. Often in inappropriate
0: times. <laughs> like after the death of a cop to his partner and friend. <laughs> Which Lord is still one mercy. of my favorite moments from the campaign. I loved that. I
1: loved that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. One of
0: my favorite moments. Thank you so much, Susan, for that.
1: <laughs> um, And one thing I also forgot to mention because... Uh, Terry did some other stuff, too, while he was at the party. He wanted to chat up some of the guild members. And when you guys left to go meet Jalester Silvermane at the beginning of your mission, you guys passed another business owner who was opening up another tavern, literally, almost literally, right across the street from you guys.
0: Yeah, on on our map, you gave us these great handout maps. Uh, they're, They're actually really good. Uh, and it's like, there's kind of a four-way, and we're in the corner of the four-way, like a corner store, you know, a gas station would be, yeah. and, and not the building right across the corner from us, but the one right next to it. It's almost
1: it. catty-cornered, almost.
0: Yeah, it's Emick's Place. I don't know what it's going to be called. And he was outside giving us the stink eye, and Mara, without hesitation, was like,
1: hey, you got an effing problem, Pigpin." <laughs> Because he said he looked grungy. Well, yeah, he, he was kind of dirty. Like He was helping the guild members with the renovations, and he had greasy hair. I
0: think that was your favorite part, because you almost fell over. Yeah, it's just I
1: was not expecting you to openly insult the guy giving you the stink eye. And then, wow, a Peanuts reference? And then Terry and Vane started jumping on the bandwagon, just throwing insults at this guy on the side of the street. Yeah, if Terry's doing it, it's the right thing to do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. He's got good instinct.
1: Yeah, so he just kind of spits on the ground in your general direction and he goes back inside his renovating tavern. We didn't even know he was a competitor at that point. That's how
0: jerkish we are. That's how much Mare loves a good yeah, fight. You
1: didn't even know he was renovating <laughs> or building a tavern. You just saw a guy standing outside a renovated building giving you this this glaring look. You insult him to his face and then he just ditches you, goes inside to, to do whatever. No wonder the end of the session happened. But Terry, um, Terry had... Asked uh, one of the other guild members that they had met before, and they said, uh, do you know anything about uh, the, new bus- the, the new businesses besides ours opening up in this area? He says, oh, you must be talking about Young Emick's place. And he says, yeah, what's he doing? And he says, oh, he's opening up another tavern just like yourselves. They're uh, like, oh, geez, that explains a lot. <laughs> and they say, well, do you know him to be a violent person or anything? He says, no, not really. Uh, I mean, he is opening another tavern. We've done business with him like we've done business with you, renovating and providing supplies. It's probably natural for him to have some resentment towards a competitor so close and, and nearby in the area.
0: And also, this is, uh, ding, 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 ding. It's square number two of our d d Out of Context, Mi Marino. uh... Because it's it's kind of a two-for-one, actually, because it's an image uh, of... From The Shining. Yeah, it's the ghost bartender from The Shining. So he's got an evil look, and he's a ghost bartender. So it's kind of evil tavern guy, but also our poltergeist.
1: Well, I mean, so far all he's done is give you guys a, a nasty look. Everyone is so quick to just assume that he's evil.
0: Uh, Mara, I think, is actually the only one not assuming that. Because Mara was very fast to point out that there's no evidence of that. Uh, and she was the only one that didn't accuse him of stuff later in the session.
1: But uh, to wrap up the evening, because uh, the, the the grand opening went well into the AM, so much so that you were having to shoo people out to, so you could get some sleep for the following day. Um, but you guys made so much profit that you were able to cover the following week's... Um, tab as far as like employee payments and everything else went it was opening night and you made 30 gold piece profit so great um the so uh, a few more days passed since your grand opening um and finally the the big event happens with the uh the dung sweepers oh
0: the Dung
1: boys and uh so you guys are what there's a group of three one of them is handling the cart and the other two are sweeping opposite sides of the road your former date just so happened to be one of them
0: i shouldn't have i shouldn't have said
1: yeah you you asking me because you want so here's the thing uh when <sighs> you asked me is my date here i rolled the dice and it came up a nat 20 it was a nat 20 yep no. I was wonder. going I, I was going to make a I made a dice roll to see if he would just so happen to be here and it was going to be really high because there's like hundreds of dung sweepers across the city. It's a massive city that has to get cleaned every single day. And it just so happened that yeah, your new date happened to be working on your shift.
0: Okay, so it's pretty normal. Business as usual. We hear this re
1: <laughs> well first you ree. hear first you hear a clatter like something's being tossed around in a nearby alleyway then you hear the re and then we hear a couple of guards like oh it's coming oh lord he
0: coming <laughs> and then one of the dung guys like looks down the alley and is like
1: bye <laughs> and he yeah, starts running says, down oh, the alley. oh god no he goes no uh, he bolts it He's he's done with this this crap he's gone and I don't blame him
0: uh, and then the others can't see it. And then I know what it is because, uh, I recognize the mini and it's described like one and it's behaving like one, but you didn't give the name.
1: Yeah. I I've, I've learned with DMing to not give away all the, the key information when it comes to something new. Uh, G's been doing a really good job of trying to analyze new creatures as they come up to see if he can gleam statistical information from them. But if it's, And Mara's
0: like, it attacked, punch it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, uh, essentially what happens is is that this large centipede-like creature, almost like a centipede combined with a worm, comes bolting out of this uh, alleyway. And it's about twice, maybe three times the size of a person. Lincoln Park's crawling just starts blasting the chorus. Yeah, so this thing doesn't crawl in your skin. It crawls all over it. And uh, basically, it initiate. Uh, I tell everyone to roll initiative because this thing's hostile. It is very much wild, and it could be predatory. It is a wild child of the night. And so this centipede, uh, everyone rolls. Uh, I think I had the most fun role playing G's nat one on the initiative roll because it was all just puns. It
0: was this this the whole session was puns ever since we started with the dung guys we oh it it was just all puns so we a lot of, of them
1: i don't want to repeat cuz they're really gross and really yeah, no. nasty let's let's leave those alone a lot of poop puns but uh, so let's so g rolls a nat 1 on his initiative and to punish him uh, i made his axe mechanism jam so the way he stores his weapons cuz he's a machine He doesn't carry baggage, and he doesn't have pockets. So a lot of the tools and equipments and weapons that he carries on his person, he actually stores within himself. And they compress and fold, and then he just kind of puts them away on his person.
0: Sort of kind of RoboCop style, but it stays connected. And that doesn't mean he can't be disarmed, because the mechanism can still break. He can still be disarmed just like anybody else.
1: Yeah, he can have the weapons knocked out of his hand, just like RoboCop. Honestly, they're more like just weapon holsters that fold into him. They're not stationary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after
0: the second act, Robocop, I think, barely touches his gun. It's like never in his hand in the first movie. I don't think after the second act. Yeah,
1: so Terry, Terry's basically he has this great axe that folds up and protrudes from his back whenever he needs it, and he managed to get the the handle of the axe to extend out, but he couldn't get the head of it. Off his back, it just kind of got jammed and stuck, and it wasn't folding properly. So he lost his first turn, having to get the axe out of his back.
0: Yeah, when we do a net one on initiative, you just lose your first turn, basically. But you just gave a reason why you lost. Yeah. Why he lost. I his always,
1: first turn. I love giving flavor. I feel like that just adds to it. It's kind of one. Of, it's one of my favorite things to do for sure. Um, and so you actually went. I think you got to go first. You rolled pretty well on initiative, and
0: I, I used my first turn to get the dumb guy away.
1: Yeah. Right. And, uh, Yes, you did. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole individual step by step, but I'll just break it down as simply as I can.
0: I mean, that was our mission is protect dung,
1: guys. You, you and Vane tried to safeguard the dung sweepers as best you could. You got one to safety and Vane tried to mess with the, the creature by casting a spell on it to try and make it weaker towards attacks and whatnot i think i rolled a nat 20 to get him to safety didn't yes I? you did you yeah. you absolutely saved him but when the creature's turn came around um he straight up went after your uh, your date and devoured half of him leaving the other half on the floor and that that i shouldn't i just shouldn't have said anything because uh, that's but, when you asked me is my date here?" yeah
0: hit? i no. like he jumps and he bites that guy in half and i was like man i hope that wasn't my date and then it was kind of quiet, and everyone was like, wait, was that Mira's date? And then you rolled that nat 20, and you were like,
1: guess so. I <laughs> Honestly, you you had an emotional crisis.
0: I was laying on the floor for like... Five minutes. Yeah, for like two people's turns. I was just on the floor, face down, straight up planking the pain
1: away. You suffered emotional damage. I screamed Oh, uh, but uh, you guys uh you defeat the creature with the help of the guards that were pursuing it. They managed to catch up and you all, you know, just pile on. Yeah. Cuz I
0: actually my attacks on the creature weren't doing well until my date died cuz I was like firing with the longbow and they were like bouncing off the more arm the more
1: arthropodi parts of it. Uh and, and then- even uh, even Terry raged. He was like civilian dead must enact lethal protocols iron
0: giant activate uh and yeah and then i was just like pummeling it really uh, yeah that's right because i i rolled to chomp it and i did max damage and got my temp hp
1: you were angry
0: at and i rolled thing. to just pummel it with my uh brass knuckles and i i rolled max damage on all those things
1: uh, uh not yeah so you attacked it twice Punched through its carapace out of rage, and then, as their bonus action, took a big chunk out of it with your lizard jaws.
0: And my mini was like behind it, so it kind of looked like I just bit
1: its butt. Uh,
0: uh, fun fight, though. Uh-huh. Impactful.
1: And uh, my date's dead. Because a civilian was killed, it was cordoned off. A lot of death and a lot of violence and crimes in this session.
0: Well, the first half of this session was like. Yeah, we have an easy assignment. Oh wow, our business opened. Ha ha ha! A man's dead. There's a giant worm in the streets. Oh, you've lost everything.
1: Oh no! And then and this was got, all the start of your. Very and bad, it just man. got worse. This last day, um, but uh, Jalester Silvermane actually does come in because he he does all the paperwork. He knows who you were stationed to and whatnot. Yeah, he said a
0: couple hours later. I think.
1: He showed yeah, up. they they were cleaning up the remains, taking assessments from witnesses. Uh, and Josh says, look, I hired you to protect these guys from gang violence and gang members. No one could have seen this coming except for a really powerful soothsayer or whatever. Oh, maybe we
0: should mention what the creature actually was.
1: Yeah, you, the, the guards wound up telling you that it was a carrion crawler. I like to call them grave grubs. (laughs) Uh, well, so I try not to use that term because there actually is another creature called, uh, rot grubs. Oh. That are a completely different creature. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but I
0: like but Grave yeah. Grub. Gra- Grave Grub sounds
1: way better. Alliteration is key. Maybe there's an old third edition monster called a Grave Grub. If not,
0: we should make a Grave Grub. I actually have some ideas for creatures that I want to make and put on Patreon. Uh,
1: but the... Uh, so, Jallister says, this is a tragedy and a horrible, horrible incident. But no one is holding you guys responsible. Because you... Terry was even... like He says, I don't want to... He, he says, would you still be interested in joining the Lord's Alliance even after today. And Terry was like, I don't want to join because I failed, and I don't want to fail more. And he says, yes, it is tragic that you lost an individual, but think of it this way, that while you lost one, you saved two lives in the process. And that Had you not been here, that carrion crawler would have eaten all three of them, and, and then who knows what they would have done with the guards.
0: And he did say that made him feel better, and then Vane was like, honestly, I kind of want to focus on our tavern, and we're already in like two groups on the books <laughs> that's not even to mention the secret one so she was like i think it's better if we just focus on the tavern and mara like didn't even say anything mara kind of yeah sad. You, guys, sad. you guys you guys <laughs>
1: were all distraught so so Jallister just said i totally understand uh oh yeah i please. think Mara just
0: said we'll decide after tomorrow it's the last day
1: and J- Jallister said fair enough Tomorrow's the last day anyways. I respect your decision. And this was always just an open offer. So no hard feelings if the answer is, in fact, no. Uh, and you guys, he let you guys off early for the day. Your the other dung sweepers that you were watching were basically told to go home after experiencing that trauma. And so there was no reason for you guys to watch uh, a dung sweepers cart without any dung sweepers. And you guys went back to the tap. Uh, but that is when more troubles started to pile on because when you got back to the tavern you notice that over the 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 week week and a half that you've been working on it you've noticed some infestation signs
0: yeah we walk in and then i don't notice my perce- i was not doing great on the perception checks this yeah, session I, at I, all I, like i, I ch- was i was fine in combat but
1: I chalked up your poor role to you being just so struck with grief at your date dying that you just were oblivious to your surroundings. And then, uh, Terry and Vane, who I love to
0: death. All three of us, like, if I was an NPC, I would think the three of us were the dumbest people in the world.
1: I feel that's with most player characters.
0: All three of us are so loud, none of us think before we speak, and it's like kind of intentional for all our characters also yeah, I, we kind of need Matthew to come back with Vaughn to just
1: be quiet <laughs> this one goes out to you Kami I'm taking notes from you basically if anyone says anything I always check to make sure that are you saying that out loud or are you whispering this because if you say it out loud and there's people around they're gonna hear you and they're gonna react and this this part was so funny because
0: Terry who always speaks in his Frank robot <laughs> voice is like he immediately sees rat holes in the wall and droppings and even a rat scurrying away. And, and he, he rolled just, a nat
1: 20 on his perception so yeah. he actually saw
0: the rat. And he immediately goes, we have a rat infestation. And all the patrons are like, what'd you say? You have a rat problem? Excuse? <laughs> and then sweet, sweet, perfect Vane uh, turns and goes, no, he said we have a cat problem because we got a bunch of cats, you know, to get rid of our rat problem. <laughs> And, like, half the patrons just leave. They just walk out. And I was like, that's... You You can't write comedy that good. You can't write comedy that good. That was so funny. Mara was like, you're not helping We man. have a
1: cat problem to catch the rats you that see, we don't we,
0: have a problem with. We have too many cats because we got them. Because we have a ton of rats. <laughs> oh. That's basic. That's like the same... As a cop asking someone, it's like, "Hey, is <laughs> did you rob this store?" And you were like, "No, I I didn't, <laughs> I didn't rob this store. I was going to the bank to deposit the money that I stole from this store." <laughs> like same energy. <laughs> oh no! That was uh, that's gold. I'm so glad Susan joined our group. <laughs> I love Susan so much. She's great.
1: <laughs> Um but so yeah, after the, te- the 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 guys leave, you're like, okay, I want the whole part was like let's search this joint to see how far the infestation goes. And um
0: And Terry's perception is just top
1: tier. Yeah, he kept like it had to be just the automatic scanners for stuff.
0: Without without him finding all this stuff, Mara probably would have just gone straight to bed. Um not even
1: That probably would have been best. <laughs> It probably would have
0: been best, because our business is probably ruined,
1: right? Like, after everything that happened after this. We'll see. Um, but so, he, Terry wanted to investigate the kitchen and the cupboards. Vane wanted to investigate the bar and the the rack where the the, the open liquor was presented. And then you wanted to investigate, like, the, the dining area. And uh, you all did subpar on your investigation. I mean, you found more of the same, but... G, I think he rolled like a nat, or a, he rolled a nineteen. Yeah, I think that
0: was maybe the fourth nat twenty, the one where you made him. change Yeah, his I die. made him
1: change his die because that was like the fourth nat twenty. You were like,
0: like he hasn't gotten any new dice. This is this isn't like a die that's had a problem. I guess yeah. You wouldn't I said call
1: I'm gonna ke- I said, I'm gonna let you keep the roll, but you're getting rid of that dice. And he was like, Yeah, that's fair. I'll do that. <laughs> um, but I told him I said, you notice in the back of this cupboard that there is in fact a rat hole. But because of your nat 20, this is what you notice. It doesn't look natural. It doesn't look like a rat gnawed through it. It looks like someone has taken a hand bore and drilled a hole into the back of the cupboard. And
0: I loved it when Fane was like, why don't we plug it with a cork? And we were like, is it a cork from Looney Tunes? (laughs) Because a giant Looney Tunes cork is the only one that I can think would maybe fit. Is it from Harley Quinn's gun? What is? What are you
1: talking about? It is so and, funny. And all she I love her do, so much. All she wanted to do was plug up the hole, which is fine. You know, just try to make sure you can deter think, rats from getting through it. I think she just thought mouse-sized and not rat-sized is all. And that's fine. But uh, you guys...
0: Deter- we all, we all imagine all of it completely different, you know?
1: But, yeah, Terry... Uh, told the rest of the group that, hey, I think someone is trying to sabotage our business. Because these rat holes, they're not natural. They're man-made.
0: And then Mara was like, alright, it's time to
1: ask the employees what they've seen. And uh, so you guys decided to start with the halflings. Um, the first of which, uh, the oldest and tallest of the halfling uh, we started teenagers, with Kelso. Kelso, yeah. Queso. <laughs> and uh, you guys... Your goal was you were going to pull each halfling around the side of the building to the stairwell leading up to the second floor. Put them in the stairwell and just talk to them there. Um, and Kelso did pretty good with his interrogation tactics. You guys tried uh, persuading him and uh, intimidating him. We, we kind of
0: accidentally ended up intimidating him almost. Because Mara, I went into this thinking they were all innocent and I just wanted to know what they'd heard, to be completely honest. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went into it thinking all the halflings were innocent and that maybe they just heard or seen something or maybe were, like, being extorted to keep quiet or being threatened or something. That was Mera's assumption.
1: Yeah, I thought you guys actually, uh, I thought I tipped you guys off with Kelso.
0: I'm telling you what Mera's assumption was, not what my assumption was. Oh, okay. Mera thought they were all innocent little babies.
1: Um. Yes, yeah, so Kelso got gets off scot-free and then you interrogate. The second one. Dasher. Dasher. You guys interrogate Dasher. Um,
0: (laughs) Mira's like about to break down. She was like, let me tell you about my date, Dasher. (laughs) And, And she told him about all the, like, the carrion crawler coming up and eating her date. And how she's never had a second date in her life. And the first guy willing to go on one with her is eaten by a monster in front of her. And she was like, and then I come here to my business Night two of it being open, and there are rats and people are walking out. Kelso, not Kelso. Dasher, Dasher, please, for the
1: love of the gods, help me, Dasher. And you, uh, I don't, uh, I remember what it was, uh, because in a, so in an intimidation or a persuasion check, it's a competition. Yeah. Uh, you have to roll your persuasion, and then I have to roll a counter dice check. To see whether or not you know, they're buying it or you're buying it or if Which they're Which is done successful. to help
0: prevent metagame because it can actually convince the player, too. Yeah. Um, and while I rolled Insights on Kelso, I didn't roll Insights on this guy.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is is that when you did your Intimidation. Um, no, it, Datcher, was, it was Persuasion. Yeah, Persuasion. Um, he rolled a Nat 20 to...
0: Oh! Man, you
1: were pulling out those Nat 20s then, too, a lot today, weren't you? Uh not as often as you think, but uh, I'd say just shy of Two was a lot, well, if you think uh, about it. Yeah, two or three was about it. What do we have, a four-hour session? Two and a four-hour
0: session on the DM side? hmm That sounds like a good bit to me.
1: Um, that's why I didn't make G get rid of those dice sooner. because <laughs> you were doing the same thing. You're um, like, I don't
0: want to get rid of mine, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he uh, Dasher puts on some crocodile tears... As G discerned, but uh, he basically, yeah. he showed you that he, he was so bad that he felt so bad that you were having a bad day, but he was so stressed out that he didn't have any answers for you. He hadn't seen anything, didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I didn't even insight. Cause I was like, Oh, that poor little boy. And Mara was like, Oh, you can go Dasher. And then everyone else was like, we haven't questioned him yet. Mara, <laughs> you don't get to tell him to go. And then <laughs> and G was like, those tears are fake. And then I I actually did this, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you have to know. But I was like, I want to roll to taste the tears and see if they're salty enough to be real. And you were like, okay. And then I did. I and I even, rolled,
1: like, insanely high. I don't even remember what check I made you do. An investigation, I think. Yeah, I think it was,
0: like, a... It was like a dirty 20 or like a 21 or something. Yeah,
1: you rolled high with modifiers. And you
0: were like, yeah, it just tastes like water. And I was like, hey, these are fake tears. I've tasted a lot of tears. I would know.
1: Most of them my own. Yeah, I was like, most
0: of them my own. And everyone was like, jeez, Mara has had a bad day. <laughs> uh,
1: so. And he was like. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, then you just, you really started laying it in on him, like accusations oh, yeah, and that's, stuff. That's when I rolled intimidate. I was like.
0: Do you want to know how we beat that carry on crawler? I bit off a piece of its butt, and I ate it, and I punched it, and they stabbed it, and we used magic on it, and we killed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you start free, you start freaking Dasher out, and so at that point he starts stuttering, and the stuttering turns to spasming, and I, you were you honest were... to
0: God thought he was about to have a seizure. <laughs> I honest to God thought we made him have like some kind of episode. But and then, I was, like, scared.
1: <laughs> so, before I go to next, this next part, you have to understand that when the halflings were first hired, they made a lot of cheese puns um, in their dialogue. And you said their voices
0: were were squeaky, which I just assumed was because they were small.
1: And, uh, and then they made a comment about, uh, okay, guys, let's skitter about this place and get to our jobs. Uh, just all in passing. And G actually said... Uh, oh, I guess we're dealing with wear rats now. And I was like, wait, what? What are you
0: talking Yeah, Yeah, he, all three of us ganged up on me. We were like, what are you talking about? No one said anything about wear rats Pay attention, GGs.
1: And he said, well, they're, they're making cheese puns, and they're talking like they're mice or whatever. I just assumed they were wear rats And I'm like, no. It's what are a- you
0: talking about? You played that off so well. And you so- gotta be convinced. And now we're the jerks, and he's a genius. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Because so, Congratulations, as, bud. Because, you made me look a fool. Because Dasher's stuttering and uh, seizing, if you want to call it that, turns into squeaking and uh, foaming at the mouth as gray patches of fur start popping up around his face and the back of his hands and his teeth start to get longer. You know what you should have done? You should have had him, before he transformed, say, leave me prove alone. <laughs> Oh, my God. I would have lost it. I would have
0: lost it. Uh, Leave me. Prove alone. Um, if we run into another one one day, remember that. <laughs> you can have that one.
1: Will do. <laughs> and so he or, yeah, he transforms into a halfling wear rat And I don't think I played this off enough. He's still like 3-4. He's really, really short. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: still... It's, it's He's like a giant rat on his hind legs. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and so combat initiates and he goes after you because you were the one had, pressuring him so much yeah because
0: he had that reaction he had that attack and i had a reaction attack on him where i just punched him without my brass knuckles yeah and then i put him on and i smashed that dude but not after he got a good bite in on me yeah he
1: he he Ooh. so the wear can make two attacks uh it can either hit you twice with its claws or a melee weapon if it has one Or it can make one attack and one bite attack. And he missed the the claw attack on you, but he managed to bite your forearm. Eh. And you have to make a constitution saving throw in that situation or else you get lycanthropy. And my con saving throw is like plus six. Yeah, you have really high constitution because you're part reptile. And I still failed. The constitution saving throw is an 11. You rolled a 10.
0: How?
1: That was... That was
0: some serious dice jail. Yeah. Because remember, I, I, I was like, I told, I picked up my little blue D twenty, and I was like, "Your brother's already in jail. You've been rolling great since I pulled you out. If you give me lycanthropy, you're in dice jail forever." I and mean, then he gave you lycanthropy, like and it went into dice jail for the rest of the game. <laughs> now, didn't you I?
1: didn't transform right then and there no. because you're actively resisting it. But you do notice that your hands start your your wound. I, you is said I was funny. like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel natural. Like you've you've had. Fist fights in the past where your blood has been drawn. This doesn't feel feel normal. I
0: mean, I ate a giant worm full of poop earlier. And I that didn't faze me. But this one bite making me feel weird. Yeah, something's up. Uh,
1: at that point, uh, you're so mad. Uh, Terry winds up knocking the transformed dasher unconscious, by the way. Yeah. And after that happens, uh, he slings him over his shoulder and ties him up. With Vane's help, but you you go storming storming back into the the tavern, and you're like, okay, everybody, yeah. you don't have to pay for your food, but you can't stay here. Yeah, get everybody. out, please. Yeah,
0: I was very oh, I I, I thought I did a really good job of that because I was like, hello everyone, we've had a bit of a an incident. I need you all to leave. If you haven't finished anything or haven't paid for anything yet, it's fine. You can go. I'm sorry. We'll be open again later. You have to leave. You have to go. And they were all like, oh, oh, wow, it's only the second night. Not real good. But I'm not going to lie. I was so close to pulling a Batman Begins. You remember that scene in Batman <laughs> yeah. Begins? The when-
1: apple certainly has fallen far from the tree.
0: Yeah, he has to get everyone out of the mansion because Rachel Ghoul is there. That mm-hmm. is how it's pronounced. Ray Shall Ghoul, look it up I'm not talking to you oh I'm talking to all these posers <laughs> listening to okay our viewership just dropped a lot actually wow okay never I'm just kidding but yeah and he was like get out of here you phonies <laughs> yeah I was so close to doing that but I really held it in uh and then I was like all right all you little little halflings you get in here right now and I was like
1: Curtain. I was Mero. Well, your your father actually came out from behind <laughs> the, the, the bar. And he said Mero what are you doing? You can't just talk to our new employees that way. I and raised you better than that. What's and wrong was, with your arm?
0: And I was like they're all rats dad. They're all rats and I don't mean that metaphorically.
1: They're literally rats. <laughs> and then about that time uh, Vane and G or uh, Terry walk in with the the unconscious where at and so here's the th- other thing about lycanthropy if the creature dies when it's transformed it immediately transforms back into its original state but you only knocked it unconscious yeah we so you're trying
0: not to really kill anybody
1: yeah and you guys did a really good job about that although I was a little worried that vane was gonna torture establishment when she cast firebolt on uh the creature oh she she tried to cast I think it was firebolt remember when she tried to cast firebolt
0: onto the uh grave grub and we were like, uh, there's three people in the path. <laughs> yeah. The first one being your party member. But in fairness, she's looking at a physical game board through a webcam, uh, you know, on a computer. So.
1: Yeah, but so uh, they, they come in with the unconscious transformed dasher. And your dad's like, what What? are you doing with a were-rat? <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden... Uh, you this st- is the best part of the session, all <laughs> right? But I cannot
0: hype this enough. This is the best moment. All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so the uh, Mara says, "That's what I've been trying to tell you." Uh, Kelso, Halflegs, get out of here now! And by that time, you see Kelso come from around the corner, looks at the other two, and goes, "Cheese it, <laughs> cheese it!"
0: <laughs> I lost it when you said cheese it, dude. That was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And that's why the final square
1: on the meme is Bender. Because they chased it. And you guys uh, managed to stop all but one of them. Kelso himself. He managed to slip through your fingers. Almost like he's been in situations before where he's had to run from authoritative (laughs) figures. Yeah, didn't he also... He also rolled a nat 20. Yeah, he did. That's why he managed to get out of the building. So
0: that's three nat 20s then. No wonder... I was rolling not great because you and G were hogging it all.
1: Well, I mean, he did get away. Yeah, another nat 20. But you guys roll, everybody else rolled higher than the halflings.
0: Oh, yeah. My dad and I each got one easy peasy.
1: Yeah, and G already had um, Dasher over his shoulder. So out of all of them, three out of four ain't bad. Not to mention, Dasher was still unconscious. And at that point, you guys, I and think. And now that you mentioned it, don't we know where Kelso lives? Uh, you might. He's the one. No, I told you that out of session. That would be metagaming. gaming, because Mera meta...
0: remembers. Well, does Which she I remember? Can... Probably not at the moment. Maybe when her head's clearer. I don't know. I'm not. Let's just. Remember.
1: I'll tell you what. If you <laughs> if you manage to write down the name of the halfling family that you stopped at at session one, I'll allow that you remember.
0: Yeah, she doesn't remember.
1: <laughs> okay, so um. Yeah, Kelso's kind of in the wind, but he's, you guys called some guards over. After an interrogation. Yeah, after an interrogation, uh, all you, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. You interrogated the remaining halflings first, and all they told you was that they didn't want to go to jail, so they would point you in the right direction if you let them go. And all they said was that a rival tavern owner wants you out of business.
0: And we were like, we'll let you go if you give us a name. And they were like, no.
1: So we were like, okay, police it is. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you guys get the city watch and the city guards involved. And uh, you tell them everything. And I felt special because I actually got to play police officer in this one. I got to pull out, uh, they said one of them pulls out a little copy of the code legal. And I'll say, well, from what you've told us and the evidence at hand, and they're pointing at Dasher's transformed body, And, uh... We were almost
0: in trouble. If it wasn't for my arm wound, we probably would have been in trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously the wear rat is cause for concern, because that's basically a lycanthropy outbreak waiting to happen. But other than that, you guys would have gotten in trouble, because your wound was evidence of an assault. Yeah, because later we were like, oh, why
0: didn't I use my fate point, which is kind of like our homebrew version of Inspiration. Uh, Kami and Karen came up with it in a previous edition before Inspiration exists, so we just kept it. Uh, yeah. And if I would have used it to re-roll, I might not have been bitten, so I might not have had evidence. But then, again, maybe the gray hand could have helped us get out of it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Well, you guys, it all worked out.
1: Nothing could be done that evening other than uh, questioning and detaining potential criminals. So they they cordoned off the area, kind of closed your establishment down, but it's, you know, you can still come and go because it's your home.
0: But I feel like since, you know, the police have closed it down and we can now prove that we didn't do something wrong, then maybe it won't be as bad for the business. But, In the long run, but in the short term, there's probably going to be rumors and stuff to deal with.
1: And the officer told you, they said that it's going to take us some time to do our full investigation. But from what we can gather right now, we have one verifiable assault, which is crimes against citizens of the city. Um, And that person has accomplices. Uh, if we can verify that they are where at just like this person and they there and league with each other and you do have records of hiring them they are on your books all this checks out we and can we, get them for we can we can get them for definitely one crime of assault as far as the um the boring of the rat holes and the framing of the infestation you're gonna need physical evidence like the bores they used or a, a, a statement confessing that they did it we did prove that the uh the we did prove that they were, quote, man-made, quote-unquote. Yes, you could prove that. And the the officers investigated and they said, yeah, this was definitely made by a boar maker or well, the a The evidence bore is general. pretty
0: circumstantial for the wear rats though.
1: But it always is at the beginning of an investigation. Yeah, and Mera Mara was... And
0: uh, Vane and Terry were both immediately... Well, maybe not Terry. Uh, I don't know. I think it was both of them. It's, I don't know, man. <laughs> but <laughs> They, but, were, they but, were both but, like, oh, it's probably the guy across the street. And Mara was like, nah, I'm not going to say that. Mara, even in front of the police, was like, no, no, probably not. It doesn't, no.
1: Yeah, because you have to think, what evidence is there? I mean, yeah, the guy gave you a dirty So, I think the exact words I used were, at this point, the guy is only guilty of giving you a dirty look. It's like, maybe noble women and robots who don't know anybody can throw around
0: accusations like that. But also, good old middle class Already a minority
1: Mara can't really uh, afford to live that life. Also, you've got two <laughs> other factions that hate your guts right now, or seemingly hate your guts. And there are a
0: thousand other taverns in the city uh, competing with us. So, yeah, there. you know, there's a lot going on. We've made a lot of enemies. And then these two, we didn't mention this, these two let a guy who was spying on him just leave and didn't do
1: anything about it. Which one was this?
0: No, you remember they were in one of they were in the bookstore and uh Vane caught someone spying on them and then when they like oh, noticed yeah. their... no that
1: was that was Trench. That who?
0: Oh that was Trench Trench wasn't
1: spying on them. Trench was just he was doing his thing as a private detective and he kinda of ducked into an alleyway. He always wears his trench coat.
0: Oh okay. Oh that's why he's cut co- okay. I'm it's not as clever now, is it? No, now it's not as good of a name. Now it's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that it's kind of like, who named you a comic book writer from the 30s? Oh, you, you just destroyed my world.
1: <laughs> this day just keeps getting worse and worse for you, doesn't I it? I
0: thought it was like, because the the trench is like the gutter uh, and it's dark. That's And it was like a Noir thing. I really, what is that noise? Nothing. I'm not editing that out just to shame you. <laughs> and then I'm gonna check mine because I'm insecure about it now. <laughs> oh. But yeah, and then and then he like leaves, and Vane is like, "Hey, some someone was just watching us, and then they, they look they look creepy. You want to go get him, and then or something like that, and then they just had a conversation about what, if they should do it or not, and then." You, and it was like, they're, they're gone, right? I kind of mouthed to you, and you were like, yeah, they just, they're just they gone now. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, so, so funny. The last, the, the last piece of information that we ended on was uh, Mira was saying, well, it's... The, the guards assured you about your lycanthropy bite, that there's lots of clerics in the city who could bestow the blessing of curing wounds on you or cu- curing curses. Yeah. Um, and you uh, had me
0: do a luck roll, which is a thing we do a lot, and a lot of other groups do it too.
1: Yeah, and you wanted to know when the nearest full moon was, and I said, uh, "Do a luck roll, Nat." One. Yeah, and I said, "Yeah, it's tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so you got to get that thing looked at asap. Yeah, and I think
0: didn't I? Yeah, because I told the guys I was like, "You you might just want to do the the dung." protection thing without me tomorrow because i'm i think i'm gonna be busy and i was like officers can i just go to bed can i please just go to bed officers And they're like yeah you poor thing you can go to bed (laughs) christ of course you can
1: go to bed (laughs) and then Mara went to bed and uh vane and terry followed soon after uh after just trying to come to grips with the crapshoot of a day that they'd all experienced You more especially, but it was still a bad day. The business got shut down. Uh, Investigations had to get called on. We were
0: riding high, and then we bit too deep into the apple, and there was a worm inside. A literal worm, the size of a bus. (laughs) And bit bit your boyfriend in half. And it chomped. He wasn't my boyfriend, but he could have been. That's the thing. That's kind of Mara's that's one of Mara's like flaws is that she's kind of romantically desperate. So if someone shows a romantic interest in her, they could probably easily manipulate her. Uh, so she's always looking and she never gets a second date. And it's usually cause she's like a little overbearing or kind of weird, uh, or a lizard. <laughs> and this time the guy was like, you know what? You're, you're weird, but you're tough and you're unique and you help us out at work. So yeah, let's have a second date. He brought me roses. Uh, And I was like, wow, a guy finally wants to go on a second date and he gets eaten by a worm because the worm eats poop and he had poop on him. (laughs) That's how that potential relationship ended, being eaten by a poop worm.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, just to clarify, carrion crawlers, they'll eat anything that's rotting and decaying, whether it's poop or a corpse. Um your guy as you just said happened to be covered in stuff that he would normally eat. Did you just say whether it's poop or corpse? I love that. I mean they carry in meaning dead things or rotting poop or corpse. <laughs> poop or corpse. I don't poop or corpse. Welcome to America's new favorite game show, poop <laughs>
0: or corpse. Oh, I got
1: gotcha. you. <laughs>
0: I That's our next podcast.
1: Pooper Corpse. Yeah, it's an audio game for the visual gag.
0: Yeah, we're going to, it's going to be a completely audio podcast. We're going to show the guests pictures of something severely decomposed, and they have to tell us if it's Pooper Corpse. Okay. And the audience is just like, we can't see it. And we're like, you don't want to. We couldn't legally show it to you.
1: (laughs) I think we've reached the end of the podcast if if this is what we're talking about. I think
0: that was quite the tangent. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think, uh,
0: Oh, and it it appears that everyone's unsubscribed. Wow, congratulations. Whoa, it's in the negatives. Okay, Spotify canceled us. We're done. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) Anchor said goodbye forever. (laughs) They banned me. And um, the FBI just hacked me. They shut me down. It was that bad. (laughs) All right, so that was the session. That was one of my favorite D&D sessions of all time. Very eventful. I loved it. Riding high and then want to die.
1: And that that technically wasn't everything that I wanted to get done today, but we'd already done so much and it was getting late. I didn't want to push it. But next section, you guys will get a level up and um, we'll wrap up the stuff on the business side and then we will commence with the next chapter of our adventure in Waterdeep.
0: I'm pretty ready. I'm loving Waterdeep Dragon Heist. I am loving it. Far better than I liked the
1: Sins in 2 Avernus. Well, I think it's because so much of this is friendly at the surface. Like, you only (laughs) really get... Avernus was depressing. Yeah, it's also meant to, like, be a... It's it's not even a meat grinder. It's more like a torture chamber for players.
0: if a game is horror and depressing, that's fine. But Avernus didn't feel like horror. It was more like... Torture. It was more like sci-fi action, almost, than or fantasy action than horror. I mean, there were horror elements, but it wasn't... It
1: it, it literally does you no good to be a good person in that setting. And if you're normally someone who wants to roleplay a good character or just be helpful, it becomes a detriment to you to the point where you have to become evil.
0: One day we'll finish that. Maybe we should just let our current players jump in on the end if they want. Because at first we were like, oh, we're not going to ask them to do that. They wouldn't have any fun. But maybe we could just do it me and G, since no one else wants to come back. (laughs) i'd be willing to do it i just want it i I feel bad not finishing it especially since we were you know recording episodes about it Mm -hmm. if we weren't recording episodes honestly i'd probably just be like screw it let it die (laughs) let it die let it shrivel up and die just like my boyfriend's upper half and then shortly after his lower half (laughs) All right, but that is it everyone. Thank you very much for your support. Remember to rate, comment, and subscribe. Check out all the cool links and stuff uh, in the uh, in the in the description. Uh, if you want one of our little dice cages, which I love. I got so much use out of this today because I, I had like 3d20s in there. You can fit a whole pile of dice in it. I'm still doing the QVC thing. I need to just put this away. <laughs> okay. Metal. But yeah, I'll I'll pin it on Twitter and then uh, you can check it out. From there, my dare, my, my dear, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and that's at V3 Productions. With That's the number three. So that's it. Uh, thank you all once again for your support. And I'll see you all next time.